Good evening. So in the in the in just since it's been a week, I'll just uh, summarize a little bit of what we discussed last week, and we'll take on we'll go from there. You know, as I mentioned last week, really this uh, Musarvad is bra- breaking mediocrity. That there is a tendency to uh, fall into place and just say I'm happy the way I am. And really the point of Musar is that we're supposed to be working on ourselves daily. Um, that we're not just supposed to be the same person at age 25 and then at age 30 and then at age 35 and then at age 40, 45, 50. Because Ideally, when we keep Shabbos at age 35, it should be better than we were at age 25. Our Shabbos should be richer and deeper. Ideally, we're a calmer person at age 50 than we were at age 40. That's how that's how Jew strives for. We're, we're, we're a kinder person at age 65 than age 35. It's sad to be the same way. And there's a danger in life that we get into, into routine. And most are really breaks the routine. So when we discussed last week that Musa, of course, is the, uh, the striving, the, the, thing, the things that allows us to grow in our, not only interpersonal relationships, but in our relationship with Hashem. However, there was a danger, which we discussed when we learned Musa last week, and we, Revolba gave the example about, the proverbial ancient example about a ship going between two rocks. And on both sides there is a danger that you have to be a good captain. On one side there is a danger of rebellion. If it gets too much, and I gave a lot of stories to describe that last week, uh, if it's too much too quickly, a person could end up going completely the opposite way and rebel. And on the, on the other level, if I'm doing great, then I'm better than the person next to me. Right? I came at 8.05, and some people are about to come in at 8.07. So don't feel better than them, but the rabbis give them a very strong look. Because I want everyone to come to 8 at 5. So, there are the two stones. So if, you, if a person feels that they're better than somebody else, then also they feel a sense of gaiva. So we mentioned that the best way to grow in general in life is by small steps. Right? Small steps. If a person takes small steps in life, that's something that can take away the rebellion. We gave the point of elasticity. And if it's up to a certain point, that person can handle. And beyond that, it's just something that becomes too difficult. Like lifting weights. If you go too quickly, too fast, you'll rip your muscles. And you won't be able to lift weights for weeks. So the way a person grows is by taking small steps. Right? And consistent small steps. I don't we discussed that again last week at length. And as far as Gaiva, I really did not discuss last week. But what I, what I just, the, the point of how a person doesn't become arrogant, I was, I was going to do this in detail, but I, I decided to focus on something else for the next few weeks. Um, is that you constantly are learning. If you can learn from everybody, right, there's something called Islamdus. If you're learning from every situation and you're learning from everybody so that is a situation then you can't be arrogant. If, if, if everyone at this table has something to teach us, if everyone is, then I'm not better than anyone. I have certain qualities that are better and certain qualities that are better. And the key that a, per, a person who's a Baal Musar, person of character, person of ethics, 
is that they're constantly learning from everyone around them. They're constantly absorbing lessons from everyone around them. So, therefore, even if I'm better than someone in certain things, they are better than me in others. And guess what? Everyone has something that they're better than you in and me, right? Everyone. There's something we can learn from everybody. So, we're not going to feel arrogance, even though we're working on our Shabbos, we're working on Lashon Hara, we're working on calmness, we're working on kindness, we're working on fear of God, because I'll learn other things from them. And Revolva actually, and we're skipping this for now, I, I, I thought about it at length over the week, has a whole, his whole first section is about learning from other people. That's really the whole first section. It's about going and looking and learning from people, learning from life. And, um, if we do this for like five years, maybe we'll get to this. Uh, so this is a lot to do. Uh, the next thing he discusses is chesed, and I chose not to do that as well. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because most ladies, all they hear is about it is chesed. It's like, you know, you know, if you hear, oh, what are, you know, chesed, chesed, chesed. And, and truth is, everyone needs to hear about chesed, chesed, chesed. The more chesed we'll do, uh, the, the better off we'll be as people. I mean, on every level. And certainly, the avayda of every Jewish man and lady is to have a strong connection to chesed, to acts of kindness. Uh, but I chose to focus and to start this vod, uh, now that we're going in detail, on the difference between anger and patience. Because I think that anger and patience is something we could all gain from. There's never, ever, ever uh, enough patience. <laughs> and the more we work on that, the better we'll be completely. So, the beginning, we'll start talking about anger, and then we're going to get into patience, how patience could be an antidote for that. So again, I'm, like last week, I'm going to read. Again, if it's something germane, I will bring in stories and, and, and examples uh, to make it more real. Uh, he's going to introduce the topic, and then we're going to get to practical things that we're going to be working on. I remember, it's weekly working on, uh, this would be a weekly assignment. And it's for our benefit. This class, I, I be honestly, I don't look at this class at all for my benefit. I mean, I ga- I'm gaining from it, but I really, it's not, it's not a lecture. You know, I forgot to reiterate from last week also. We can talk about things for a hundred years. Unless we do it, we don't change. Remember, I mentioned last week we can talk about being nice, and if we're not nice, it's not going to help. We can talk about being kind. If we're not kind, it's going to help. We can talk about prayer. We'll talk about prayer, but unless you get down and pray, you're not going to learn how to pray. Right. So really, the class is, is not a lecture. I mean, I may lecture a little bit during this time, but the point of this is to take it home during the week um, and to make something of it. Even even as far as the time, as far as coming here on time, it's because it's not. This is not supposed to be, you know, a lecture. It's supposed to be something, you know. I know that when I went to law school, if I came late, you couldn't walk in certain classes. So and I took it seriously for that reason. This is a serious, committed class. So the reason why it's serious is because it's really the whole purpose is not a lecture. It's a class where we're supposed to be working and edifying and refining ourselves. And that cannot just happen from one time a week. It has to be that whatever we learn here, we apply to our day-in, day-out lives. Kas, anger. So actually, when the, when, when the, when the CDs come out of this, or the MP3, uh, this class will be let, na- named Anger or Patience. Thought, this is number one. So, Mao Hakas. What is anger? Now, 
he's referencing that he had just discussed chesed, which again, I skipped. But midas chesed, the, the character trait of kindness is muvenes lano. It's very, it's, it's easy to understand. He achas mimidos of yisparach. It's one of the traits of Hashem. Ve'oylam chesed yibana. And God created a world of kindness. Ha'adam bo'yneba es ha'oylam v'yas atzmo. We, as we discussed last week, we create our world and we create the world around us. We make our internal world and we'll make the world around us. That's chesed, kindness. Now again, I could have started with kindness as well. And I would probably would have went for a few weeks, ten weeks, whatever I would have done. But I think we'll gain more from this. Because kindness you can get in a lot of places. There are people who have anger problems to the day they die. <laughs> and all of us have some anger problem. All of us. And the more we work on it, the, 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 the dividends, the rewards for ourselves, for our family members, for our ability to be thriving individuals, it will be, it will be, it will be payback extraordinarily in this world and the next world. And it's actually interesting that the Dafyomi, the past day, was talking about Hillel, the kindness, the patientness of Hillel, and he was not an angry person. That's why Hillel became such an extraordinarily, do you need a drink? Yeah. Extraordinarily great person. But anger, hakashalanu, bivadai, Anger has nothing to do with Hashem. A person who's angry, an angry person, destroys the world around him or her. In this case, in this class, you are number me. I, they destroy the world around them and they destroy themselves as well. An angry person makes people around them miserable at any level. They're not fun to be around. And they destroy themselves. You ever see a person look angry? I was with somebody recently, they got angry. I saw them talking to themselves. <laughs> I, like, I, just, I, like, I, was like, I felt so bad for them. They're you know, like having a conversation in their mind. You know, like getting themselves even more angry. You know, talking all negative thoughts to themselves. So anger destroys people around. It destroys children. The worst thing for children is an angry parent. Period. A person, an angry parent destroys a, a, a spouse, destroys their, their marriage. Angry children destroy the relationship with their parents and vice versa. And again, anger doesn't just mean a person who's you know, raging, raging mad. I mean, any anger, any anger as we'll see is toxic. Literally toxic, literally negative. Nothing ever positive, ever, ever positive will come out from anger. Right? Internal anger, there's nothing positive. There's never an excuse for internal anger. Period. So whatever we would say to ourselves, it's a destructive material. Right? There's never a reason to be angry. Because any anger only brings us negativity. Now, there are some times where a parent or somebody has to show outwards, external anger, never internal. This midah has no good for a person. 
having anger, nothing good's going to come of it. If you ever find yourself angry, therefore, if we find ourselves angry, realize one thing, nothing good's going to come from our anger. We'll make a better decision if we have a clear head. We'll make a better decision if we have a clear head. We won't make mistakes. We won't say silly things. And we'll be happier. <laughs> Paul should happier if we're not angry. And whenever we're angry at any level, stop ourselves. Just to stop and realize this anger has nothing to do with imitating God. If we're following ourselves doing chesed, acts of kindness, love and kindness, we're following God. We're, we're in the image of Hashem. But if at any level that we're angry, at any level that we're angry, there is no image. It's not from, the, the, from Hashem. By the way, even when it says that God's angry, right, punishment in the Torah is good. Right? It means it's really God's kindness. It just appears to us as anger. God never gets angry. Right? He makes intellectual decisions, and it, to us it seems like as anger. In Yisharags and Sha'amralov, there's a type of angry person where the Torah refers to this person as a koifer be'ikr, as a complete heretic, a complete denier of Hashem. Person gets angry, something doesn't go his or her way, they get angry. Some people scream, other person just burn inside. They just bother them, they're irritated. They, they walk around, or they're, you know, or edgy. Yeah, I, had a, I, I had a person, I, ne- I never saw that person get angry, but loud, but edgy. Right? Like, you know, you, you, it was clear that you, were not, you had not found favor in this person who was a roommate I had. Like, if he's upset, uh, if the person was upset, you know, it, he wouldn't say it, but you can tell it was, the person was upset. You know, like, it wasn't warm, it wasn't friendly. So that was anger. Person, the, the anger so a person gets angry angry really angry that such a person is literally a heretic why is this because he, he's angry at things didn't go the way he liked he literally can do things and he, he's, he loses his heart he loses his complete intelligence or her, her complete intelligence when he is because that's such an individual such a person has no control of, over themselves. I was when I was a, when I was a kid, I was with, a, with my friend. He got upset about his twi- something. Parents got he got in trouble with the parents. We're teenagers. He started ripping off the posters. Now, truth is, now that I'm older, I wouldn't mind ripping off those sports posters either. You know, these like guys. But he was ripping off every poster in his room, like you know, like a 13 year old kid. He's stru- like, do he have any control over himself? No. So, if a person is really angry, if they're really upset, they'll say and do anything. If a person will say and do anything, then, then they have no control by God. That's, that's why they're like a heretic. Right? A person who could say and do anything means he has no self-control. If a Torah says, don't do this, this it's irrelevant to them because right now they have no, they're not in control of themselves. They're, they're, they're completely out of control. So a person is out of control. That means if a Torah says, don't do this, it doesn't make a difference. In their, in their irrationality, they're going to do it. That's why the Torah refers to such a person as a kofer baker. So a person really gets angry. Anger in its extreme. And unfortunately, even good people, quote unquote, can get irked and angry and upset and lose completely self-control. 
So there, kechoa chayas atorfos. It's like a wild animal. It's dangerous. The olive nemer toref nafsho bi apo halaman chatazav aretz. A person who gets angry, this is how dangerous anger is. They lose the shechina. They lose the divine presence in them. This is the words of the Zara. Now, I, when I said anger is toxic, it's not anger is toxic. I'm telling us, all of us, if we're ever angry, it's not good. <laughs> if we can rationalize all we want, if we can rationalize and imagine, oh, I'm right, but if you're angry, you're wrong. Period. Period. If a person finds themselves angry, it doesn't mean to intellectually believe someone's wrong. But anger, I'm talking about emotional anger. Emotional anger. If a person has even an iota of emotional anger, they are wrong. That means at some level they're doing something that's toxic. And even if the person punched you in the eye, or, in the, you know, I don't know, I don't too many ladies punch other ladies in the eyes, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she, she, whatever, hey, she insulted you, she took away her spot, she didn't invite you, whatever it may be, right? And she was wrong! It doesn't make a difference. You get angry, you've messed up. Because anger is toxic. Listen to the words of the Zayar HaKadosh. If you want to just see how toxic anger is, how absolutely destructive anger is. Uvema isyada barnash leminde man iu lekarve bahadei olismamene. How do you choose a person to get close to or to distance yourself from? Berugza mamish Yadale Barnash Veshtemoida Man Ihu. You want to see who a person is? See what they get angry. See if they get angry. You want to be able to see the, the essence of an individual? This is the language of the Zayar in Parshish Titzave. See how they react to situations in life. If there's a time when they can get angry and they're calm, a person who's still calm, even where they could get upset, even they could anger, they have Hashem over them. They have a certain amount of emuna that they don't lose themselves. If a person has no self-control, it gets upset. Basically, I'll, I'll translate what he says. He says that Zaira says if a person gets angry, they lose their soul. They literally, their soul gets ripped up and they connect to the Yitzhahara. I mean, that means even if we were right, quote unquote, if you got angry, you've lost, it's toxic. Right? And I say this because all of us at times rationalize. My husband, pick on the husbands that are here, right? My husband forgot, I asked him a hundred times, please do this. Right? Happens to be, I learned patience from my wife because she's like, Right. But even I have, you know, messed up enough times to try to get her angry on certain things. Right. You know, my husband did this. Oh, uh, right, a hundred times. And he's, maybe, and maybe the husband's wrong. Maybe he's a hundred percent wrong. But you know what? If any of us get married, 
or any of you, I don't know about husband, right? If any, if any of you get mad, uh, 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 get angry, you lose. If you lose, become emotional, right? Emotional, you lose. We lose. Anger is toxic. It's never good. So much so that we rip up our soul when we're angry. I say this strongly because we rationalize anger. And we live with it because we rationalize it. It's okay. I'm right. That person cut me off. They almost hit me. They almost hit me, the person. Do you see that car? Right? They almost hit me. And, I, and I'm allowed to be angry. They almost hit me. I, I never understood this, by the way, how anger helps that situation. I mean, please tell me. Did I, if anyone could tell me, if somebody almost gets hit by a car, how being angry is going to be helpful. Just, I, I would love to hear this. Right? I mean, it's not going to be helpful. But, but my point is, is that if we rationalize anger, if we imagine it's okay to be angry, right? it's okay to be angry, then we're never going to cure it. We have to know 100%. The minute we have emotional anger, it is trafe. And it makes us trafe. 100%. There's never an excuse. It's not his fault or her fault. We can't blame the world. We have to blame ourselves. Right? It's very easy. I've had people in my office, you know, and I do myself. It's his fault. It's her fault. And some people even blame God. <laughs> How come this happened to me? I was so good. And they are angry at God. Right? There's never an excuse for anger. And the minute we excuse ourselves, we're missing the boats. We're missing the boats. We're not going to cure ourselves. If we believe we're allowed to be angry, um, internally angry, then we're never going to cure ourselves. We'll be angry from age 20 to 80 plus. But if we know 100%, if I get emotionally angry, it's toxic, it's straight, it's not Jewish, it doesn't come from Hashem, it comes from the Yetzir Hara. And even if I'm right, if you're angry, if you lose it, you lose out. Your question? Yes, it seems to me that anger or other emotions are very primal. I mean, somebody does cut you off, it's, there's, I don't even have time to think about it, and I get angry, so maybe we have to work on it once it gets settled into our heart, then you work on how you react. But I can't not be angry. I mean, what kind, what kind of a... I can't get there faster than anger. I'm with you, by the way. That's, no. what, that's what we're all learning this. Anger just overwhelms Yeah, that's... Me, well, I'm with you. That's, uh, that's what we're learning this. No, we're going to work on it. Oh. We're just starting. I'm just describing oh, the problem. <laughs> we're just starting. Oh. Of course it's primal. It, you, by the way, if it wouldn't be natural, it, we wouldn't all have it. Everyone has anger. Right. And everyone has days where they're angry. But the point is to work on it. But the, but the first thing we have to recognize, the first thing we have to recognize is yeah. it's wrong. It's unjust. It's unjustifiable. And if we don't recognize that, then we're not going to. If we don't admit the problem, then we're not going to fix the problem. Right? And that's why you have to know how egregious, how de- destructive, personally and for other people, anger anger is. Right? It destroys your life. A person's life, an angry person, is qualitatively a much worse life. And it shows the people around you as well. Yes. I just wanted to say, uh, just going back, uh, piggy, uh, how do you say, piggybacking yeah. on her um, example. You know, if, for example, this person is also endangering the life of my children, 
that are at the back of the car. That, you know, is very difficult. Then you do, you're not talking about yourselves anymore. You're talking about somebody else who is absolutely helpless. Right. So, I mean, the case, again, so, again, anger is not going to help you in that situation anyways. You know, right? No, I mean, scared or, yes. or, or a recognition, you may want to call. Again, obviously, certain things are extreme cases. Most of, most of our anger in life, by the way, are just someone, or somebody doesn't do what we like. As simple as that. Life doesn't go the way you like. Sometimes I go like. Sometimes I feel I don't feel well. God's making me feel that way. I like the world is not the way I like it. How come this? You know, and this guy just or this lady who cut me off or almost hit me. My kids, they also do the right thing. So it's just it's all uh, it's all connected. But we're going to get to it. That's both of your points are, are well taken, and that's why we're here. Hakai son Nitrov. Again, we're just going to stress this because if we don't. If we don't feel it like that way, if we don't realize it like that, then we're not going to fix it. And that's what this class is about. At least this. So, Akaisen, Toyof Nishmalso, you get angry, you rip your soul. <laughs> that's not me, that's not figurative, that's the language of the Zayar. Right? You get angry, you destroy your soul. Bekasa Mamish, Shanishama Mistalakasimeno. I'll give you a proof, by the way. Imagine the following, you get upset, you're right! Absolutely right. Go, go daven at that moment. See if you can daven Tashem when you're angry. Right? The guy cuts you. You get angry. Go see if you can daven in the corner. See how you daven when you're upset. See if you can connect to Hashem if you're upset. Right? So try it. You know why? You can't. Right? Because if you're upset and you're angry, you, you've lost the Shechina. You've lost the divine presence in you. Which, is it related Sorry. to everyone? Well, actually, yes, because I, I have a you know, in a, I got it in France. There was a prayer against anger, but it's actually, you know, it's right, actually right. in, in French. So I. It's in English say. also. It's in Hebrew. It yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but yeah, but let's, let's, you guys want to get yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it is a beautiful prayer from the Sefer Erech Apayim, slow to anger. But let's yeah. so. If a person gets angry, that means they're now going to be thinking somewhere in the world of the Yitzhahara. Right? That means their calculations are going to be off. By the way, parents disciplining children when they're angry, awful idea. Even if the kids did something terrible, wait until you're calm. I, I cannot tell you how many Shalom bias issues happen when a, a spouse communicates when they're angry. They could be 100% right but if they don't wait till they're calm to articulate their thoughts, they're going to say the wrong things and not get their point across. Now, I've mentioned in my drashas a few times that when you're angry, you, 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 you don't even have credibility because you look angry. Right? So, you know, when you're angry, who can take you seriously? Right? When you're visibly angry, all a kid sees is a lunatic. Right? They don't hear the message. They look at their mother or their father. This person's crazy. You have a spouse, right? If they're angry, or if we're angry, you, we don't hear their message. They may be 100% right. All we look at is their face, and it looks scary. Right? So if a person's upset, it's not a good time to communicate. Forgetting, that's just common sense. Right? And if we, when we do communicate, we don't say, it's, we don't, it doesn't, not only does it, we lose credibility, but we're not thinking 100%, because we've lost the ability to think rationally at that point. Amr um, the Rosh says levity too much levity 
which is not our topic, but anger is mevalbal ruchoy v'daito shaladam. It confuses the spirit and the thoughts of people. Right? Anger confuses the spirits and the thoughts of individuals. Kol kaisan margish zos ba'atzmo ki be'ez ka'asa libo ba'imo. When a person's angry, when they're upset, they don't have their tranquility. A person changes who they are. They're upset, they're angry. And they're not the person themselves. They're not, and sometimes it's because, and again, I, I, I stress this because we tend to blame people and events for our anger and we justify it. I wanted this job. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a kid. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted my parents to do this. I wanted my husband to understand. I wanted my sister to know this. That, that rabbi, unbelievable chutz, you know, everyone's wrong. Right? And we're not, and we justify our anger. We, we're, it's okay. I'm allowed to be angry. Right? And, and I could they kach. Not only do we blame other people for our anger we, and we justify it, we lose ourselves in the process. Right? We lose ourselves in the process. So if you want to rectify it, we really have to know anger is toxic. Always. 100% of the time. Emotional anger is toxic. The Vadai, certainly, therefore, Mukrocha Kaisen, an angry person, or a person who gets angry, has to overcome anger. Right? If we overcome the the, the, the the outwardly anger, most people we feel successful. I'm ninety percent of the time calm. You know, I'm normal. Normal things get me upset. Things get me angry. Like you know, there's a primal thing. You know, I I have everyone has days where they're angry. Things that could really anger them. It's understandable. You know, understandable to lose my neshama once in a while. Says <laughs> so we take some toxic things once in a while. It's okay. I, I, you know, if anyone in my situation would be angry, and maybe that's true, but then maybe that's not the right, that perhaps it's not the right answer. Right? Kai sense, a person feels that way. So 85, 90% of the child, I'll be calm. Right? You know, I'm usually a good wife. I'm usually a good mother. I'm usually calm. I'm usually collected. Right? But once in a while, or something irritates me, or irks me, then I get upset. So such a person can live that way for years. Sometimes I'll be successful in controlling my anger. Sometimes I won't be. Who If to change our image of, of anger, or, and our reaction really, that our natural reaction to certain circumstances, right, to a better, more refined reaction to external or internal circumstances. Hare hakas, this is what Mrs. Reinemann was alluding to, very often anger is tzir shal tzuguva hamutba ba'adam komotzkorizan. It's a natural reaction. If this should be, if this happens, I'm angry. Right? We kind of like have role, in our own mind, we, we, we role play, this happens, I get angry. Right? This happens, I get angry. It happens to be, by the way, children who grew up in angry homes have a very hard time 
getting out of this because they've seen all they've seen is anger as a, as a reaction. It's the model. So in their own minds, they play this model in their head, right? My kid runs across the street. I have to go screaming and beating him, right? My kid does that. I that's that's the reaction. My parents, when my mother said that, my father, and when my father said that, my mother, they role play. They just imagine that's normal to scream at people. It's normal. It's okay. To, I scream. That's how you do it, and so and it becomes a natural reaction. Right? Some people get red, some people shake their fists. Right? And what happens when a person gets angry? They become sonoy, despised, and they disgrace themselves. A person will get nothing from anger. That's the language of the Talmud. A person gains, gleans nothing from anger. Right? You gain and glean nothing from anger. So if anger, if anger is the first reaction of many, what is the reaction that we should is the correct reaction. So, Boshus Zuhi Savonis is patience. Patience. See, Avodafo Avodaso Kas, Kais Heslam Zumisos. And now, now that we have elaborated and described and delineated how dreadful, how toxic anger is, we're going to learn how to cure anger. Right. We're going to discuss how to get out of anger. The Islamdos is patience. Now, at first glance, you say, "What does patience have to do with anger?" Well, that's what we're going to discuss. So that was the background. Now we're going to get to the first, uh, the first vod. Okay. Hatorah mi'idah Moshe. Torah speaks about Moshe. That Moshe Rabbeinu was Ish Moshe Anav Me'od. Moshe was the humblest of all people. Me'anav Me'od Mikol Adam Asher Al Pnei HaAdama on the entire earth. Ubiya Rashi. Rashi. Moshe was the humblest individual. Explains Rashi. Anav. Listen to the words of Rashi. What does it mean to be humble? Shuffle. A person who's not lowly, but a person who's you know. Modest, savlan, and patient. Patient. Hare savlanus, patience is an anoth hanava. It's a branch of humility. Ulam, avsha hanava, even though humility is mahamailas halyonis bishulamosh of Rabbi Pinchas Benyar. Being a truly humble person, you know, humble, by the way, is not when a person is sick and bankrupt and you know, has no friends, and the kids don't talk to them, so they're very humble, nothing to brag about. Humbleness is when things are going well, right? Things are fantastic. I'm healthy, and I have friends, and, you know, things are great, and, I, and I'm still, uh, I'm humble. A person, that, that, is hum- that is the hallmark, when even things are going well, certainly, no matter what, we have to be humble, but true humility comes no matter what the situation may be. Patience 
is not, you don't have to be in the highest level. Any person at any level can gain and gain, glean from patience. Right? To, to, to be the humble Moshe Rabbeinu, which means Moshe Rabbeinu, who was the greatest person to ever walk on this earth, was the humblest of all individuals. You know what kind of level that is? <laughs> you know what kind of, do, can we appreciate what kind of level Moshe Rabbeinu is on? So, real, a novel like that, that's like for great tzaddikim. But patience is for all of us. Patience we could all gain from being a sablon. It's not just, being patient is not an act of piety. It's a necessity in every relationship we have. Right? It's a hechrech, gadol, patience in every single relationship we have. Her, the altar Mikhelm, he writes, Oh, me yitem in Israel, the midas asava. Who, where could that we could be that we could be patient? He says, Shoirish kohamidas, it's the root of so many beautiful character traits, vamanucha and tranquility. The Shoirish, and it's the root of so many great traits. This is the gate of where the righteous go. Right? And then he writes, God should answer me that, that I should be required, required with this tremendous character trait of being a patient individual. Savlanus is a mida klalus. It's a general mida which affects many other character traits. The more patient we are, it's not going to just be patient. It's going to affect, it's going to be a drip down Effect on many, many levels. It's going to make our life a better life. Make the people around our lives better. Yeah. Is there a question? Oh, no. It's really oh. oh, okay. It's like we have a whole auction. You know, the person, uh, yeah. Can you define patience? We're going to define right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just do just one more little bit. Just drop more before we, we, we flesh out patience. Okay. You won't have many deep friends, good friends, if you're not patient. Because you're, you're not gonna, it won't be a trusting relationship in the relationship if you're not patient. Right, I'm trailing, so that's the We're going to tweak it soon. He gives an example of two individuals studying. Okay? And Yeshiva's. Two boys learn together. That's you go throughout yeshiva that way. So he's going to use it as a, as a model to, to explain this. Two, two yeshiva students decide to study together. Inevitably, they have different aptitudes. They have different tendencies. Someone's a little bit smarter. One's a little bit better in this. One's a little bit better in that. One's more outgoing. One's more ingoing. One's sensitive in this way. One's sensitive in this way. Rock, uh, these two people, you ever learn Gemara? They're sitting there screaming at each other. They're, 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 they're ripping up the text. Right? They're at each other's throats. Right? And they're talking about what is the Gemara, what is the truth of the Torah? I mean, it happens to be the most beautiful thing in the world. Right? There's never been such good screaming as two Karbusas going at it just to understand what does the text tell us. Right? To search for truth. But if they're, if they're doing it all day and all night, Right? How are they going to do it and be able to bond? Right? If they're different, you know, this guy wants coffee and this one wants tea. This one 
you know, this line's funny, this person, this line's not funny, and that's all people like that. Right? This, when you get married, you realize this right away, that people's jokes are different, people's, people act differently when they're tired, right? People react differently to pressure, people react differently to a lot of things. Some people get high pay bills and some people don't. Some people have taste for this. Right? So this is not only for a harus, obviously marriage is the greatest illustration of this. Right? How do you have a deep relationship with somebody that you're different from and you're spending time with? And, 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 and the point of relationship is not one day good, one day bad. <laughs> one day we're friends, one day we're enemies. One day I'm happy, one day I'm not happy. One day we're okay, one day we're not so okay. Right? That's, not a, that's, not, well, that's not a relationship. And one day we're part of and one day it's great. And so how does the only way, he's talking about but in marriage or in any friendship, in any relationship, what's the only way you're going to be successful in that relationship Rock only. You have to learn how to bear one and another. To put up, to appreciate the other. Right? You have three people living in a room. Belisa of Lamas, you don't have patience, you know, you can't put up with the other one. I remember my mother told me she had a roommate. My mother's, I grew up in a house, my mother is a neat freak. Right? I, you know, I mean, literally, you know, I mean, like, immaculate. Everything was uh, uh, immaculate. And she told me she had a, a roommate who was the complete opposite. I think she had a nickname. I don't know what it was. It was like slovenly. I don't know what it was. Like sloppily. Slop- I don't know what it was. That was her own nickname for herself. But like, if you can't deal, you know, that's an, those are two extremes. But everyone has differences in every relationship. In every single relationship. There are going to be differences. Certainly husband and wife. <laughs> or the, even the most intimate relationships if we cannot be tolerant of other people's differences we're not going to have a good relationship on the contrary those differences will irk and irritate and anger sometimes outwardly and sometimes inwardly right? if we can't tolerate if roommates if you want to have a good situation with roommates right? and of course and people are different Hey, and this one go, this one wants to go to bed at 2 a.m. This one's at 10 o'clock, go to sleep. This one wakes up at 6 o'clock. This one wakes up at 12 o'clock. Obviously, they don't come to Amachad. They would be in trouble if they did that. Uh, I hope you all, I hope everyone here worked on their husbands that, this last week, by the way. I mean, right? So, uh, um, right? I mean, if you have roommates, you gotta be able to put up. Sometimes you, when you get, when you get older, your roommate switches, usually it's a spouse. Right? But you have to be able to put up with that roommate too and, and appreciate that roommate. Uh, you have four people eating at the table together. If you don't know how to bear with people's... You know, it's not that we, we won't even appreciate the people 100%. And sometimes things are a lot easier. They don't mean that much. Right? But you have a family meal, by the way. You ever see families go out to, like the, the Jerusalem girl? You see a family go out. Like, they look, sometimes they're cold and calm. Sometimes like, you look at that family, they're going to kill each other at that table. And they're a family. Like, you see like these five, four or five kids. Do you ever see families come into the parts and all get upset? Don't touch them! Don't do that! You see that probably every day, right? Like, you know, they, the parents, like, they don't even know how to deal with it. Right? I hope it's not my... No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure. My brother said, don't worry. Yeah. They can touch. Yeah. Can. Right, you know, but, but you see families, like, they go on vacation. It's like the worst thing in the world that ever happened to them. They go on a family vacation, like the classic family vacation. We're supposed to bond them together. And then meanwhile, they want to, by the time it's over, they want to ring each other. 
Right? That, obviously there's natural, you know, pressure. But it means in any deep relationship, and here's the point, if we don't have some lotus, it's not going to be deep and trusting. By the way, you know, I, I just, I, we're not talking about Shalom Bayez here, but the best ingredients, the best ingredient in Shalom Bayez, in, in domestic harmony, husband and wife, is trust. Is trust. Um, if you can trust your spouse, and the only way to develop trust is stability. Right? And if one day is good, and one day is okay, and one day is bad, right, it's not, you're not going to build trust. And the, you're not going to build it. And the way you get you get this is being a savlon. Now, what is savlonus? Maya savlonus. Oh, we, it, it was worth it. You know, I was just looking at this just to wake up and to hear this. Savlonus. What is savlonus? Hasavlon doime. If you have an appreciation for lashon hakodesh for the language, savlon doime mamish la'adam anayis masakam. You're holding a burden. Like a person holding a burden. The love, even though it's a little, it's burdensome. A person carries the burden and doesn't become weary from carrying it. And we're, we're not done. So any relationship between man and between individuals. Any relationship. We hear and see every day. Right? Many things that we don't appreciate. Right? It's not what we wanted to hear. Right? I don't know. I was going to say somebody, somebody really told me that they said something about one politician to another friend and a person went berserk on them. Right? I won't say who and what, but the person went berserk. You know, like, oh, how could you do that? Right? Now, you can intellectually disagree with that person, but the person, like, lost it. Like they didn't, they couldn't imagine this person believed in this candidate. Okay, now in case anyone wonders, I have political views. You know, <laughs> surprise, surprise, <laughs> right? right? You weren't even here for Moshe Abbas, right? Maybe I'm very intuitive. Yeah. Right, right. But, but my point. I don't think I ever get upset. I may disagree, but uh, to get upset, to jo- like, how could you? I, you know. It, it, the point is, it, it would irk the person. Like the person was just walking. He told me when, the per, when he said to the person, they were furious at him. Right? So he, they couldn't even tolerate. Imagine, like, listen, no matter what, forty-eight percent of the country is going to hold something. If you can't tolerate that opinion, you're in big trouble. Right? I mean, it's forty-eight percent of the population is going to like this candidate. Right now, we don't know who, which, which candidate that is. We'll find out <laughs> by, by my next week. Um, but by next week's class <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that oh, yeah. patience to wait until right exactly <laughs> ex- exactly so the point is like this people say and do things all the time we don't like every day including our best friends in the world including our spouses including our children we're going to have to live life guess what by the way life is about carrying the burdens we're going to hear our kids say things we don't like our parents say things we don't like our friends say things we don't like Right. Everyone, people say things we don't appreciate always. We wouldn't have said it that way. We wouldn't have done it that way. We don't agree a thousand percent. Right? Or I didn't have my coffee today and I don't want to hear it that way. Or it's not my fault. Or whatever. We don't want to hear it. Right? But I, I, people are going to think every day. 
every single day. Some things will be drastic, really drastic, and really upsetting, and some things will be minorly upsetting, and minorly problematic. We have to still be good friends. Right? So we hear things, we don't like it, we don't appreciate it, we're still, we can still be good friends. But Garua Mizah, the Chavar Mamish Pogea Bano in the Akitza Ba'alma Medrish Lotel Kenes, somebody asked me, we don't, we don't like the question. What are you asking me this for? Why, what are you requesting this from me? Why is this, why are they asking me this? I don't want this to happen. Why, what are they bothering me from this? Right? And it bothers me the person asked me for this. It's upsetting to me that the person asked me for this. Right. It could have even been innocent, by the way, and it still could be upsetting. Don't they know? Don't they understand? Right. Right. In Batanas, sometimes it's, um, um, you know, right from this one, a person who is a patient, Salvanus, I mean, so patient doesn't mean, when I say patient, Salvanus means a person who can bear the burden. A person even bears the burden of things which are people try to irk them. Right? People do things which are spiteful, or people do things which are foolish as well. Not just the differences of opinions and differences of character traits, differences of jokes and sense of humors, which everybody has. The differences of, you know, some people, you know, you tell them 8 o'clock and that means 8.30. Some people tell them 8 o'clock and that means 7.30. Right? You know, you, you know it's like, you know, we get married, you find out what, what 8 o'clock means to your spouse. You know, you don't know that until you're married. Because dating, dating is not real, by the way. You know, like, as we all know, you, dating, oh, if, by the way, if someone thinks 8 o'clock is 8.30 and you're dating, you, you, you know, you have some idea. But usually, you know, you find that pretty quickly, you know, how somebody, how they look at time. You know, I learned already that you go to certain weddings, certain communities, 8 o'clock means 10 o'clock. It doesn't mean 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock is what? Persian. I mean, I literally, it's like 8 o'clock, it says 8 o'clock validation. Literally, you get there, it's a different, there's nothing wrong. By them, 8 o'clock means the time you start getting dressed. No, it's true. People have called me and they said, the rabbi said you must be there at 5 o'clock. We're going to start exactly at 5. The first one, I why a Persian friend said to me, if you're hungry, eat now, because dinner won't be served till midnight. Till midnight, right. So, I mean, it was served at midnight. But that's, but that's also... The ceremony didn't start. But it's, a, but it's a, you see what I happens in France. If you come at 8 o'clock, you are supposed to come at 8, and you come at 8, it's rude. It's true. It's true. It's true. You need to learn the customs. And right, so good. this is perfect. Wait, so let's bookmark it. So this is exactly what Mr. Smith just said. Yeah. Because... People it's look at things custom. differently. It's not personal. No. It's just they're different. People it's are people. So you have to learn how to bear burdens. So sometimes the bearing the burdens are innocent remarks, innocent statements, differences of opinion, differences of nuances. Different people react differently, and sometimes people are just annoying or people are irksome. No, really, there are annoying people in the world. But guess what? If we that doesn't justify us getting angry. That doesn't justify get, get, uh, that doesn't get, justify us getting upset. So we learn to bear burdens. We learn to bear burdens, and even someone spiteful, they're not going to irk us. He spartsu because of the chirim. That's his toim of the prikas hamasa. Hasavlon eno mi prikas atzmo es masa chavrasov. If you have a good friend, and this applies certainly first and foremost, your best friend in life is your spouse. Okay? Best friend in life is spouse. Okay? 
best friend. There's no one better in this world. There's no one you should care about more in this world than your spouse. No child, nobody. No parent, your spouse. If that's not the case, you have to tweak that relationship. Because that should be your best friend in the whole world. And the, I mean, the relationship necessitates bearing a burden. And it applies to your children and anyone else. If you want to have a deep, trusting relationship, if you want to have a deep, trusting relationship, it bears carrying a burden. And any good relationship, I, you know, in the American cosmopolitan uh, vernacular means, right, it means compromising on our own personal things. Right? It means giving up. It means investing in the relationship. You know, that, you know what it means to invest in a relationship? Investing in a relationship doesn't just mean time. Investing, true investing, means giving up of yourself. It means being able to bear a burden. Being able to bear a burden. Any good relationship, any long-standing relationship, anything that's worthwhile, you're going to have to put up with things that you don't appreciate or like. Sometimes it's irksome. Right? I, I mean, listen, whenever a spouse gets sick, they have a flu. Okay? They're not going to bed. They're going to act not themselves. We act not themselves. Anyone have the flu ever? I mean, do we speak as kindly as we should? So imagine the following thing, right? A spouse has a flu. Oh, we have the flu. If the spouse gets upset, what are you talking to me that way for? Why? Are they? So usually we can deal with the first day, but right now they have it for three, four days. I mean, come on, I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this anymore. This is ridiculous. I've made him soup. I've made his bed. I washed his hands. You know. And all I get is his grumbling and rumbling. He happens to have the flu, right? But if you invest in the relationship, and it goes vice versa, by the way, life is a two-way highway, right? It means you, you're bearing the burden. I'm not, that just, I mean, in the closest personal relationship, that's the case. And any good relationship, but certainly even strangers, anyone. If you want to have relationships, you have to be able to bear burdens. Anytime that you deal with two people, they're different. And they're going to have different swings, they're different. A person has to bear. So a person with savlanas, they're not going to get upset. They'll be able to bear the burden. A person who doesn't have it, either they'll be internally upset, inwardly angry, or outwardly angry. Why did he say this? Why did she do this? Why can't he make his bed? Why do I, why do I never get a thank you? Right? Why is she asking me that question? Isn't that personal? Chutzpanorah. <laughs> you know, uh, why is she asking me? You know, is it her business whether I'm pregnant or not? How dare she? You know, like she, right? she says she asked me. To, hey, I, I went. It's not a joke. Somebody once came to my office. It's, it's not a joke. It's, a, it's just how crazy this gets. I'm really upset. So and so. Why? She asked me how I'm feeling. So she said I don't look. I don't look well. Now here's somebody kind. How are you feeling? You don't look well. And this person's all upset because she asked that question. Right. Happens to be she didn't look well and wasn't well. I mean, that's being why she asked the question. But she was upset too. She was prying into her business. Right. So if we're not a sovereign, and it could be people, there are people who are very, very private, by the way. There are people that are very, very private individuals. The person had nothing wrong. On the contrary, it was just an act and illustration of care. Pasha had an act and illustration of care. And this person took it the opposite way. So if you don't bear burdens, it's going to be very hard to be happy internally, very hard to have good relationships. Not with wishy-washy relationships. Uh, the worst thing is, 
Chava Oisa Vera, now he's going to take it, you know, is that you see your friend doing something wrong, doing a sin, and you don't say anything. Right? You bear it all. You see your friend doing drastic errors. It could be breaking the Sabbath. It could be hurting her spouse. It could be she's taking even narcotics. It could be whatever. Name it. And you do nothing. You do nothing. She says, bearing a burden does not mean apathy. <laughs> it doesn't mean apathy. If you can help someone, obviously you need to, you have to use tactics, you have to think it out, you have to be intelligent, right? As again, if I, you know, and I, you know, I would love this to happen, but if not, if your husband comes to Shul 10.30 Shabbos day, if you say to your husband like this, you know, spouse, as of tomorrow, three million dollars, three million dollars a day, seven days a week, and I want you there on time, right? This guy's coming 10.30 in the morning. Every Saturday morning, all of a sudden you talk seven days a week, three days a week on time. So, as I mentioned last week, that's not the small steps. <laughs> that's like giant leaps, which is not practical. We don't do it. We shouldn't do it. With others we shouldn't do it with ourselves. But what would be what would be negative is if your husband comes ten thirty every week to show and you do nothing. Now, some husbands are very very self protective, so you have to know tread very safely. You know, it would be great I mean, once in a while you have a little a drop of a nudge. It bothers you a little bit. And because you care about your husband, and because you want him to pray, right, you, you're going to point it out casually, carefully. Right, some husbands come to me in three times a day, right, but the way they talk to the children, it's terrible. Mom is terrible. They're, they're raising their children to be, you know, disrespectful, rude, angry, arrogant. Well, be it as it may. So you want to fix your husband to teach them how to teach to speak to the kids. If you say, I'll bear the burden, I'll do nothing, well, you know what's going to happen to your children? Your children are going to be ruined. That's not bearing a burden. That's being foolish. So, you, of course, you have to work with your husband. So, in a calm time, and things look great, things is calm. So, you tell your husband in a smart way, you know, a little droplet, a droplet that he can bear. If you say he can bear that, you give him another droplet. You know, and that, and it's not apathy. Bearing a burden when something's doing something wrong, or things are on the wrong thing, right, is not a good idea. That's apathy. Okay? So. If you see somebody doing something wrong, you're eating, you go with your girlfriend, she's eating a cheeseburger. Right? Sarah Cohen. Sarah Cohen. Sarah Imenu, she's a Cohen. Right. Sarah, Sarah Collins eating a cheeseburger. You're sitting there eating your Jerusalem grill, past Israel pizza and shawarma, and Sarah Cohen's eating. And Sarah Cohen, she grew up in a kosher home. Where were you having this meal? What? <laughs> you met her at Basona Park. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not 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 in the Stanford. Hello, I would be very bad. I, would, I know you would say something. I would definitely. I because you care about Sarah. But let's say the thing. Sarah Cohen's doing it. Imagine you, if you say something to Sarah, it will turn off. You're not going to speak. But it should bother you. It should, it, should, it should at least cause you to try to think about something. I mean, if bearing a burden does not mean bearing a burden of somebody, just like you saw Sarah Cohen in front of you, right? You know, investing in Bernard Madoff's trust, right? His his his, his mutual fund, and you happen to know Mr. Madoff. You don't say anything to Sarah. Is that bearing a burden, or is that that's that's awful? That's abdicating. Right, exactly. Um, so, 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 so,
And every time we deal with a person, it's not by chance. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, says that we often care about each other. So we have to be able to bear people's burdens at one, at one level. Right? And at the second level is to see how we can help out a person, um, as, as well. Right? So, bearing a burden at one level, and if, and, and if we see they're doing something wrong, being able to help them. But guess what? If you're not bearing the burden, and you see Sarah Cohen, and you see, Sarah, you're going to ATL, oh, reading that! I can't believe you! You start screaming at Sarah! She'll run away from you like you're like some kind of lunatic. Which you are. Well, you're sure, right? Exactly. But are you right? Are you 100% right? Yes. Is she eating a cheeseburger? Right? And if you do that, you got nowhere. Well, guess what? If your husband did something wrong, and you scream at him, you got nowhere. If your child does something wrong, and you scream at him, you got nowhere, because you need savlanos, you still have to bear the burden. Because that's the perfect case. That's the case where you're 100% right. Sarah Cohen, who grew up in Sharon, Massachusetts, you know, in a kosher home, you know, you met Sarah Cohen? I know, I know Sharon well. You know Sharon. You met, you met her cousin. <laughs> I know Sharon Mass. I have other friends. Oh, okay, that's right. So, so you met her cousin, right? So Sarah from Sharon Mass, she knows better. And you're 100% right. But guess what? If you get angry, if you get angry, you're 100% wrong. She shouldn't be eating kosher and you shouldn't be getting angry. So the, the right way to deal with it is self-lawness. And that means even in a time where we have to say something, or deal with situation, we have to first bear the burden. You know, and we have to first be completely in control of ourselves. Right? So in a situation, that, you know, we'll get to the car situation. Right? Perhaps the person needs a gentle beat. Perhaps you should call the police on the person. They almost hit you. But if you don't, if you do it errantly, can you imagine the following thing? The guy was, you call the police, the police can tell, this guy was hit me! The police call you, like, you're the mad lady. What, what you know, they, you're out of control. Right? You're out of control. It means you're, you're not in, in, in any control of yourself. Right? If you want to discipline a child, I can only say, Aimamish, I cannot think of any situation ever that it's when you're disciplining a child to scream, which is helpful, when you're upset. Now, children, I've screamed at my children, and I'm not upset. I do what I'm calm. I do get upset, by the way. I'm, I'm human, like all of us. Right? But I, I, I will not discipline my child when I'm angry. You know why? Because I won't do a good job. Period. I guess I, I try not to. I'm not 100% successful on that. All right. Sometimes I, I, I go a little too quick. And I should, I, you know, it's good for me to, to remind myself that I have to slow down. Because if you're angry, you're not going to make the right decision. So we always need self-lawness, even when we're correct and even when we have to do something. Again, self-lawness does not mean apathy. Right? If you see your husband making a mistake perhaps the right thing and vice versa right? and vice versa by the way if we have a healthy relations of Salonis our husbands can tell us things that we need to hear also to tell you oh, my wife will tell me right, <laughs> right. right. that Salonis is always the most important to bear the burden to bear the burden to realize first of all it's never it's always toxic to be angry and that human dynamics is there are always people going to be thinking talking differently if we want to invest in it we have to invest in it and even when something's irksome, we have to be able to bear that burden. Never with being resentful, never with anger. 
And certainly not with lordship. I was right. You. You told me this, and I was the one that was right. Right. Spouses do the worst, by the way. <laughs> I, I can, uh, they are the worst at that. You know, most times you'll tell your friend, ah, but your spouse, you will somehow do that. Right? Like, you should have listened to me the first time. Now, GPS has solved a lot of on the road for that. <laughs> but it used to be on the road, people once us said this, go this way, and you, of course, you, what do you say? Why don't you listen to me the first time? <laughs> you should have listened to me. If you listen to me, I, I told you to buy it into this. You know? I, you should, it should be much better. I believe it's not. If a person is patient, which means the world doesn't have to revolve around me. It's not all about me. It's not that I have to feel comfortable constantly and I have to, the world, ha- everything has to go my way. You know, people, again, they get angry at Hashem. Why I, a person loses their job? Why me? Right? I mean, no one, never, 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 they literally get angry at Hashem. Right? The world, we don't know, a, a, a certain amount of humility is to realize that we don't run the world. Right? You know, a person wants something. Right? A person doesn't want something. A person doesn't want to be bothered. Right? I'll be honest. You know, I, I mentioned this once. When I ask people to host people, I can tell some people are grateful and some people are not. I'm not going to go to a person who's, they, they think, listen, I'm offering people a mitzvah. <laughs> you know? You know, I, I don't mind someone says no. I, my wife says no. I say no all the time. But you can tell people is irked. What are you asking me for? You know? What are you, what, what are you bothering me to host people? Like, I can, you know, I'm giving you a person a mitzvah. So I'm not going to call a person back. You know why? Because they don't want it. They don't get it. <laughs> Very easy. It, but, but, but that's everything relationship in life. I actually do call a person back in a few weeks, but then I do. Yeah. <laughs> Not right away. Right. Right. It means if, if you were in a relationship and you don't have savalanas, you're going to lose out. It means savalanas allows us to build deep relationships with other people. And usually, the biggest beneficiaries are our greatest loved ones. The best, the people we care the most about our spouses, our parents, our children, our brothers, our sisters, our friends, our neighbors. Because if we don't have savlanas, we can't invest in it. And we, we'll be, we, won't, we won't have the able to, to, re, to, to respond. And we're not happy. A person who's not happy is, is less of a person. They're not able to give as much. They're able to cope as well. And if, if they're angry at life, and they're angry at people, and they're angry at situations, and they're not copers, then they're not going to be able to deal as well with people and things and situations. So a person has to be a savlon. So you have to Okay. So let's learn how to be patient. And this is going to be our, 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 our job for the week. Now, before we do this, I'm going to recommend as follows. No matter what, you know, as I mentioned, we spend, for everyone who... I really think we, we, no matter what, you gained an hour tonight. You know, you heard me speak for an hour. Take it or leave it. And you got an hour. I think it's, it's a good hour. But I, I, I don't think it will change any of us. If you just heard me speak for an hour and you walk out. Maybe minorly. Hopefully you'll remember that anger is toxic. Hopefully you'll remember that savlamis, bearing a burden, is positive. But as I mentioned last week, we can talk, I can, give, I can speak about this topic for a hundred hours. And will change minimally. We all, I, I think everyone who came here tonight knew anger is bad. Savannah is good. We all knew that. 
Okay, we, 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 we elaborated, we talked about it, but if we want to change ourselves, and all of us, all of us can gain by this, then we have to make it practical for ourselves. We have to make it our instinct. We have to make it our, our first reaction. The way we do this is actually by doing the, the advice we're going to do. So, no matter what, no matter what, if you want to, I mean, if, you know, unless you want to come here and hear me for an hour, hour and a half every week, it's, please, um, but if you want to, if we want to change, then we'll inculcate at least doing the, 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 the advice that the author gives. And even better, either taking a notebook and keeping a log, or picking a partner and speaking over every single day how that day went. I, I, that's the ideal. And, and I, again, all of us want to change. I mean, this class is about personal change. This class is not being mediocre. And you know what mediocre is? Mediocre is, for the rest of our lives, sometimes getting angry, sometimes not getting angry. Right? Being the same way as a 25, a 35, a 45, 55, 65, same demeanor, same temper tantrums, the same not temper tantrums. Um, some people, again, some people will do fine as far as costs are relatively fine. And they'll be, as far as arrogance, as far as depression, as far as laziness, everyone has their thing. But if you want to change ourselves, the only way we're going to change ourselves is by changing our patterns. And that means doing small deeds. And, and every week we're going to take something else small on for that week. And if you want to, if you really legitimately want to make our lives better, and, and this Mida, as I mentioned, it not only will make ourselves better, it will make everyone around us happier, everyone around us better, it will make ourselves happier, we'll be closer to Hashem, we won't get angry and have our neshama ripped up, right? Oh, I mean, it will be a thousand times better. So if we really, really want to do it, right, and it's not just talk, and we're smart enough, I would suggest getting somebody to work with. Right? And, and even beyond the week, and keeping it up. Right? I, I, again, I just, uh, I, I, this is not, this whole class has nothing to do with me, it's to do with you. So if you want to do it, <laughs> call, call it. I'll, I'll ask people to come here on time and be committed. Right? But this is, if, if this is a person wants to uh, change, this is how you do it. So what is, how are we going to work on it for this coming week, Savannah's? Let's learn how to bear a burden. How to, how to be patient. Every day pick a time. Right? This, is a, this is their assignment. 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes that day. That 15 minutes, we have to make the effort. Lassies, the lispel, Call ma shanurayim v'shayim to be able to bear whatever we hear or say. Whatever, be able to bear. Even if it's not what we like, even somebody bothered us or someone wasn't rude, someone was insulting, someone was humiliating, somebody angered me, somebody made me upset. I, I didn't get the result I wanted in that 15 minutes the person wanted to get pregnant they looked at the pregnancy test wasn't good that 15 minutes the person invested in the stock market wasn't good that 15 minutes the person wanted their husband to say thank you and that person once again did not do that right it doesn't make a difference we're not going to get angry that 15 minutes it doesn't make a difference by the way the, the, that 15 minutes should be a time where <laughs> we're challenged it's not the 15 minutes at 10 o'clock in the morning when no one's around the house and then it's not that challenging <laughs> pick a time where usually it's the most challenging time of the day 
Right? I can tell you my 15 minutes was the most challenging. <laughs> right? Right? Pick that time. Pick a time which generally, or doesn't the, the most, it's a generally challenging time. Right? When the husband comes home, when, or when, the, this, when you know you have a time at work, whatever it may be. Okay? The Stanford students, those guys, and when it was probably, this must be the time that they were just like completely out of control. They have their moments. They have their moments, right. Everyone. So I have mine. Right, okay, so this is perfect. So we're going to pick that 15 minutes a day, right, where we're going to say no matter what, right, somebody can come up to us and give us a bump. Like remember I mentioned last week when Volvo was walking and I slammed in the back and he kept walking? That, we're going to, somebody comes slamming through a door, hits our back, we're going to keep walking. We're not going to lose our cool. Somebody, even if that 15 minutes a day, our car gets hit, we're not going to look cool because no, that's our 15 minutes a day because that, for 15 minutes in a whole day we can say to ourselves no matter what happens I'm not going to lose my call now I pick this 15 minutes that no matter what happens uh, I'm not going to lose my call now it could be you pick the 15 minutes that your kids get home from school and your kid breaks your vase <laughs> right or worse uh now, right now, I have to have a reaction. It could be, during that 15 minutes, there's something that necessitates a reaction. Remember, self-wonder, sparing the burden, is not apathy. Okay? It's not apathy. There's something there that I have to react to. So I can't be apathetic. I'm going to react without getting emotional. Right now, right, I, my car gets hit, I get out of the car. I'll be honest, I, I'm not, I, trust me, I am very human, I make mistakes every day of my life. I, I, I felt, this summer, I had a, a great moment. I was driving somebody home, it was Friday afternoon, and, uh, first of all, I thought I was at Sadiq, but you know, I can tell you, I made these, I'm very far from it. It was like five o'clock, my daughter had had swimming lessons in the mountain, and I had to get this girl back to her bungalow colony where I was taking care of the kids. I was in a rush. Literally, it was all this way and all of a sudden I hit traffic jam. I was like, I can't believe this. Like an hour to get back to my bungalow colony. Da, 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 da. Going in traffic. Anyone know the country in New York is to South Fallsburg. It was literally... Mm-hmm. In the country, you don't expect traffic. Now, who gives you traffic in the country? You know, on the BQE, on the, on the Bell Parkways, or New York highways. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize how spoiled we are in California, but if you get into traffic in New York, it's the worst. But in the country, all right, LA. LA, awesome. I like even worse that sometimes. Right. So in the country, so now I get traffic. Now I'm going bumper to bumper. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I get bumper to bumper. I hear a guy. A guy hits oh. me. He hits my back. I I get out of the car. Now this is like there are hundred thousand Orthodox Jews in the country in the summer. Hundred thousand, approximately. So I get out of the car. It's an hour before Shabbos. I see this. it's a rented car of all things, <laughs> not even my car. The guy, had, my the bumper had got killed. Alka, the other car is a family of uh, very, very Hasidic Jews. Telling you, I was like, I didn't get angry. I, I like, I literally, I didn't get upset. Right? And you know, I spoke calmly to the person. I said, "That's the first insurance." I said, "This is a rented car. Let's not try. I'll try not to go to insurance. I trust you." This guy's saying, "Jewish people are great." I can imagine if I hit someone else, they would take me to court. They, you know, like, I said, "No, well, you know, we'll work it out." And you know what happened? I didn't get angry. <laughs> the guy paid. The guy did not get it. I didn't call the police on the guy. I happened to trust the guy. He gave me all his information. He paid off speed rented car. He paid the bill. I didn't lose. I didn't lose. He didn't lose. The world went on. <laughs> I didn't lose a dime. Right? And imagine if I would have got angry. First of all, 
I would have ruined my Shabbos because I would have come to the Shabbos angry. I, I would have probably ruined this guy's Shabbos. So this guy praising the Jewish people. I'm telling you, the guy's like, Ashrach Yisrael, praising the Jewish people. Like, he's in the ministry. Cost the guy $500, whatever it was at the end of the day. Um, but he felt good. I felt good. The job got done. And I didn't get angry. I felt even better than get angry. And I was like, this is fantastic. Now, I, again, I, I will have days. But my point is like this. I got hit by a car. I had this babysitter. I was in a rush. It was Arab Shabbos. I had to get back. I would have gained nothing by not being angry. By, by being angry. I, lo- I literally would have gained nothing. But I can tell you, and there will be days where I would have failed miserably. It happened to be that day I lucked out. I, I, I can just say the reaction was fantastic. I, everything was good. I, it was all unbelievable. Right? That was your case. But in our case, right, it takes 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day. No matter what. When we have to react, I get out of the car, tell the guy, can I see your insurance? Shalom Aleichem, what's your name? No, you, you're in the car. <laughs> no, you get the bumper. Yeah, I understand. You speak, uh, I mean, if that was my 15 minutes, now if I would just keep driving, I'd be a fool. First of all, I'd be, I'm going to pay the $500. Hey, this guy would probably even feel bad having to be a religious Jew. And obviously, uh, 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 if anyone wants to see, by the way, I can have his text on my cell phone. He even texted me before, after Sean, everything is done. Right? I mean, like, you know, I mean, the guy, I have a voicemail from the guy, but, you know, nothing would have been gained. So if that would be my 15 minutes, if they're in that car, so you get out calmly, you talk to the person. Somebody breaks something, you're never going to gain by being angry. So we're not going to be able to go 24-7, none of us. Remember Small Steps last week? small, itsy, bitsy steps to growth. So now we're working on anger and patience and bearing a burden. So we're gonna, the way we're going to do it and accomplish it is by picking 15 minutes a day that no matter what, and if you really want to do it, you won't do this for a week. You'll do this for a month to six months and pick that 15 minutes a day and take a log or have a partner in this. Okay? I mean, again... I can speak, you can listen, we'll gain something. If we want to change, this is how we change. Um, I can move on to Zaman Chase Magim Chaverim. Of course, that's the time where you interact with people, whether it's wherever it may be. And learn this over weeks until you can conquer not reacting for those 15 minutes. Right? There are some people that they, it could be traffic. Right? Imagine we picked 15 minutes for those commuting. No matter what happens on the 280, or, on the, or even worse, the 101 North, in the morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, 8.30 in the morning, you're not the, the car, in the, in the, you're not the carpool lane. The guy cuts us off, the guy this way. No matter what, that was 15 minutes. No matter what. Right? That could be the thing for the person. No matter what, the guy beeps me, I smile. <laughs> I'm not going to get upset. Right? If, do it until that is our natural reaction. Akras and Navras is my After 15 minutes, you do it for six months. Pick an hour a day. Go up to an hour a day. Right? Don't start an hour a day. If you do an hour a day, we're not going to be successful. 15 minutes. Ironclad. Absolutely ironclad. Erev Shabbos for you at Paris, Mrs. Kellen. Right? <laughs> really, when stores supposed to close, right? And everyone's, oh, wait, 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 wait. You've had it before? You know, guys cutting off other people online. Those 15 minutes, you know. Because uh, I'm sure, you know, your house is probably great. But those 15 minutes in Paris, pick that, you know. Hey, when everyone's, you know, and you're ready to leave, you have to make sure it's your own house. Right? You know, right? Don't think about that. Then you are up to an hour. So then you increase it. And then you go four to five times over years. 
over periods of years. Right? This is how a person grows. Right? This is how a person does it. Now, I think I mentioned last week when Moshe Feinstein, somebody asked him about how he doesn't get angry. He said, I'm 80 years old. This is when he was 80 years old. He said, you didn't know when I was 20 or 30. But you know what that meant? That means from the age of 20 to 80, he was working on his, his anger. Right? I mean, the dividends are eternal. It's so, it's possible, by side. It's possible not to get angry. Can I tell you a story that the other person didn't get angry? I want to hear it one second. I just want to fish this path, and I want to, I want to hear that story. Just give me one second. So, Kachnar has shots on this, all the problems increase and increases. The Nil Islam and Bazet Kufa Mushakas Achinomas Amid Hater, until you really learn this character trait. The Echare Balibo, Sirs of Shavlanas, the Yitchat Sirs of Kuva Bakas, and instead of a reaction, or in a reaction to be angry, to be pressured, when this person, even sometimes people do egregious things, we're going to react. Again, we're not going to be apathetic. We're not looking to be apathetic. We're going to react calmly, right? Until our nida is savlanus. So, ninety percent of the time, we'll be able to bear different comments, different things. It's not even no, not necessary, not necessary to react. In the few percent that it's necessary to react, we'll react, not losing ourselves. That will make us a million times better. Will make the people around us a million times better will be a shining example of tranquility, of kindness, of goodness, will connect to Hashem better. And I just want to point out one thing. There is a Sefer, which Ms. Smith mentioned, that's the Tefillah of Erech HaPayim. Uh, There's a beautiful prayer about not getting angry. Beautiful, beautiful prayer. And actually a prayer, actually, if somebody angers you as well, how to, that, 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 that when you get somebody did something negative to you, that should be a kapara as well. But you know that the author of that Sefer, Erech HaPai, which means long to anger, the author writes in the beginning of the Sefer that he found himself getting angry consistently. And so he wrote a hundred page Sefer a couple hundred years ago on not being angry. Well, what I did was that I put it on a sticker in my fridge so that, you know, just... Okay. Yeah, now that's helpful. Those are good reminders. Absolutely. Yes, let's hear the story, and I'll take any questions. Uh, the dining hall in Stanford opens at 5.15. I'm outside the dining hall. I've taken four trays of hot food and put them on a cart. It's about 20 to 5. I turn around to do something. The cart tips over. There are now two trays of food all over the parking lot of the dining hall. Okay, so I go inside, and I say to the chef, no soup, no potatoes, <laughs> all on the floor. Now, if I were him, I would have gotten a little upset because this is supposed to happen. And he, he went back to the kitchen. He cooked up he, new soup, new vegetables, and said it could happen to anybody. Wow. Don't worry about it. That's a great story. I thank, that's a great story. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the story because that's, that's a great example. Here's a great example. Thank you. That is a situation. Let's say you, it happens to be the chef would have been in the world of rationalization. 100% right to get angry. He put in time. He put in en- energy. He made the food. He did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And this nice lady, right, <laughs> ruins my food. You know, and I'm, I'm right to be upset. I'm 100% right. So let's imagine Chef Bruno, right, gets all angry. Right? I'm, sure, I'm assuming he's a French chef, right? Indian. Indian. <laughs> okay. Right, I'll think of it. So he gets he gets angry. So what would have been accomplished? He would have got himself angry, and for the next half hour, hour plus, walked around angry, ruined his life. 
he would have made you upset and ruined part, at least part of your life, and he would have got nothing for it. Right? And nothing good would have happened. But you know what most people, a very high percent would do? They get upset. And they gain nothing. In your case, do you respect him more? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you appreciate him more? And you learned a lesson, and you shared a lesson from this Indian chef with all of us, and we all gained from that as well. Okay, any, any questions? Just go. Yeah. Um, so Baruch Hashem, I don't know so many people with like such a rage. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on some of the more like subtle? Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, since you're uh, a new mother, okay, and I'm sure Joel's a tzaddik, but uh, you know, you know, uh, but imagine a new mother, right? It's it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning, and, you, and you're, you're tired, and this, and you come into your bed, and you mention to your husband, uh, you know, this is my third time up in the middle of the night. So, uh huh. <laughs> he doesn't get the message, right? And then. You're tired the next day, and he's ununderstanding. So you feel, oh, I can be upset. And on top of that, right, right, on top of that, he forgot to pay a bill. So even, you can walk around and not treat him with the, this is natural, by the way, most spouses do this, not treat him 100%, or walk around upset at him, and not even articulate it. Now, what should you do? You should not be upset at all. But you should articulate that to him. Say, Joel, you know, this is how much I can handle, and this much I can't. You know, and say, and by the, you know, in a nice way, Tom, you know, instead of walking around upset about it, you're not going to rage with anger, but you're going to walk around upset, and you're going to bear that burden, and or, or it's going to not 100 percent. Right? It happens to be there are people who can, you know, it may be like this. You may say you want to do that, but there are other things you don't want to do, or something weighs on you, or you're tired, or whatever it is. So you, you walk around upset at him. And then somebody, and then the mailman comes and he, he broke your thing. And you get even more upset. So you don't mean to even articulate it. But you, you walk around upset. You walk around angry or resentful. I, I, I must say, you know, and you're not one. You know, but I've had many spouses resentful. Right? Literally resentful. Husbands and wives. Why can't my wife do this? Right? I work. I come home. You know, resentful. It's like passive-aggressive. Uh, sometimes. Not openly aggressive. Some, right, exactly. Or, or just less productive or less happy, mm-hmm. all right, or more embittered and resentful than a person should be. That's also anger. That, that, that the cause of the resentment or unhappiness is anger. It's anger at the situation. Uh, another thing. A person, this is natural. You get stuck in traffic, right? Some people are wild animals in their stomach and some people just walk around unhappy. Where is that? Why are they unhappy? Because they're not patients. They can't bear a burden. They expect, I mean, I, 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 hopefully most people get used to the, the traffic jam, but apparently they don't because every, I drive north four days a week. Traffic time. I take my son Yosef there, so I'm the carpool lane. But I hear beeps all day long. I mean, these people must be in the traffic, and this is not even New York or LA where it's really crazy. Right? It means they're not, people aren't satisfied, right? That you, you walk around, so it's on a low level. Right? Or you have a relationship with somebody, right? they disappoint you. And you let that affect your relationship. Right? They didn't invite you over, they didn't they weren't kind to you. You 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 give this ladies that have this you know, again I'm, I can't tell you that fifty ladies coming to me a day like this, but I've heard it. You know, I've invested in this relationship, she doesn't give back. You're resentful to the person, or you don't you don't want to give back. You know, and it could be they're just different people. 
You don't bear that burden. So it doesn't come forth as anger. It just, you, you back out of the relationship. You're not as friendly. You're not as warm. Or you're resentful. And that happens to many people. Right? On all of this. Is that clear? Clear? Uh, yeah? Anyone else? Questions? Yes, Ravi. What about with the person you're angry with most is yourself or other meetup that you're not doing? Okay, that's an excellent question. You have to bear with yourself as well. I, and you know that's a great thing it's, you have to bear with yourself just like you're forbearing about other people the minute the minute it leaves a healthy balance now there's a certain amount of tension like I mentioned last week that we should have with ourselves to push ourselves but the minute that upsetness in ourselves becomes anger or depression that's unhealthy I once spoke to a great rabbi when I was a student in yeshiva so I'm working and so he said like being upset yourself is like vitamins there, there are times we should be upset at ourselves that we fail to do what we should do. But it's like vitamins. Take a vitamin five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. But if it's more than that, right, if it's more than that, if you're berating yourself more than that, it means it's, it's unhealthy at that point. Right? So, again, a person makes an error. We should learn from that error. We should think about it. We should not be apathetic to it. We should take it to heart, imagine being successful, but then we move on. Just like with other people, we should move on. Right? If you want to have a good relationship with other people, uh, you have to move on. You can't in in marriage. Right? I, I make mistakes every day. My wife is very forbearing on me. She makes mistakes once a week. Once she does <laughs> once a week. Right? My mistakes are bigger, but she I bear I she bears my mistakes very nicely, and I I bear her mistakes as rare as they may be. Okay? But you know what? If I would take it that one that that once a week, I'd say I can't believe she did. I ruin my marriage. Right? Well, you'll ruin yourself as well. If you can't move on, you're going to ruin yourself. It's your relationship with yourself as well. So, again, being critical is a good thing for five to ten minutes afterwards. Right? And maybe next time when you're in the same situation, let's beforehand think about it. But more than that, it's Yetzirah, it's unhealthy. Right? And, and the minute you find it depressing or anger about it, you know you're on the wrong track. Yeah. I find it's more difficult to be forgiving to people we know and we expect more from them. They should know us better. I mean, that's something I right, think and that's difficult. That's good we came you know? today. That's exactly what we're right. bearing burdens. Right. Exactly. And you know what happens? Person, this is a great example. You don't go screaming at the person. You just, that's resentment. That resentment is a, is a form of anger. Mm. It's a form of anger. Right? Instead of bearing a burden. And it, you know what? It could be the person seriously messed up. Right? So you know how you deal with it? It's called communication. <laughs> it's Chazal say that Yosef and the brothers, the whole problem was lack of communication. So some of the Rishonim say. Had they be, been able to speak, right? Uh, uh, it's actually the, the, the Ramban, Nachmani says, one Pasuk, and another Pasuk is, don't hate your brother in your heart. Ramban says, if you want to come not to hate a person, you have to be able to, to tell them, but you can only tell that person and communicate calmly. Now, you don't want to be a nudge to anybody. So, if we can't bear burdens, we're always going to be complaining. If a relationship is nagging, why do you tell me this? Why? It's good to be able to communicate, but we also have to be able to bear a burden. If all a person is constantly complaining, imagine you have a, even a marriage, it's good to communicate. But if every day it's communicating about, by the way, <laughs> and you say it nicely, very nicely, you're, you've already, but you're missing savlanis. It means, you have to just bear. Some things you have to articulate. You don't want to be over and over and over. Some things, guess what? We're in this world. It's not Olam Abba. The world's not perfect. People are different. People think differently, act differently. Certainly men are different than ladies. Right? you got to just deal with it. And ladies are different than ladies. 
And men are different than men. Right? I mean, that's just the world. And if you can't bear with it, you're not going to have that, that, that kind of relationship. Yeah, this one. I just wanted to say that sometimes, you know, it seems like tension can also be diffused by humor. And, and uh, for me, the greatest uh, quality in a marriage is actually being able to laugh together at, you know, at the situation. Right. Sometimes. So that works absolutely. I, that's fantastic. It's, that's it's even better than bearing. Right. Bearing is very. <sighs> but you know, no, no. Sometimes. But I'll just tell you one thing. You know, guess what? A lot of people don't have a sense of humor, <laughs> and they can't laugh with you, and they're not going to appreciate that. And if you don't learn how to bear. It may work with one person, but it's not going to work with another person. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. There are different people who react differently, and that's a great way to, to do it. You brought the tension of a yitzhak aha. Right, but, 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 but a lot of people don't have a sense of humor, and they may not have the same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Right? right? They may not have the same sense of humor. So you work at that. You know, it's very important in a marriage. In marriage, but in life, there are a lot of people we meet with every day. And their children, they may have a sense of adults and parents. So again, in that situation, that's a good, that's a good way to deal with it. But in all situations, you have to learn how to bear and to communicate calmly. Yes. So there's something I'm not clear about. To perform the exercise for 15 minutes a day. Yeah. So let's say in the morning everything's quiet and nothing's going on, and then like the afternoon, and it's not it's not like there's something that happens. So how do you record? So you don't do that 15 minutes a day. That's ex- that good. Thank you for clarifying. Pick 15 minutes a day. When 15 minutes a day that you pick are the tough 15 minutes a day, whatever they may be. Tough ones. It could be dinner time. You know, and Andy, that guy comes home. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, it could be, I see, I see you walking with Mrs. Sidorovsky up and down Meridian. We were Mrs. Sidorovsky in that walk. You know, it could be she wants to walk this way, you want to walk that way. How come I always have to go the same? She wait, she was right? You know, it could be a 15 minute walk. You know, but whatever it is. I, whatever you, every, all of us have challenges. Pick that 15 minutes a day that are typically most challenging okay, so and stick to it. Oh, if you, if, if, if you're assuming you, oh, you, you, oh, so, so let's, let, let, let's say, fine, fine, so, no, so, you know, like, so you record it, there's another question, right, you record it, the 15 minutes at night, and then, let's say you pick Mrs. Sidorovsky, you pick each other, right, you, she picks 6.45 p.m. to 7 p.m., you pick 8.30, 8.45 p.m., so tomorrow, next day, you go walking, You'll go through your day. You'll go through the 15 minutes. How did I do? Oh, the day. The next N- day exactly. Day. Yeah, you keep tabs. Is that, is, is that the same day? No, right. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be, it's just a basic audit of it. It, it could be that same day. It doesn't happen. It's like a review. Exactly. But it's more than a review. It's, it's you're keeping track of yourself. Last question, if anyone has. We'll, we'll, if anyone after, just because it's late, we'll, we'll take it afterwards. Yeah. What is business? What is supplier when they then don't send your patient? Okay, next week it's gonna be better. They gonna send. Oh, great! This is, thank you, again. thank you. It is a great question. Let's say business. No, this is a great question. I thank you. So, so there are certain relationships that you may realize that are not for you. So you have to evaluate that. You know, you know, your your husband. You invested. Your children, mm-hmm. you invested. Your parents, you invested. You know, you have a long story, you invested. Uh, somewhere where they're undependable, you know, that's not being apathetic. You have to make a decision. Now, you may be stuck with them, you may not have a better option, and then you got to figure out how to deal with them. But it doesn't mean staying in bad situations. 
Right? If there is a bad situation, you gotta learn to move, you gotta learn to move on. Um, like in business is a good example of that. Okay, we'll hold here. Thank you for coming up next week.